Podcast. I'm Sabrina. I'm Alyssa. And what was that? I honestly was trying to be like sexy, seductive because we're going to talk about dating. Ready for that? This is why I'm single. Was that sexy or seductive at all? Nope. It was exactly a little bizarre because I you normally don't cue there. You cue earlier, and so I was I was ready. I was waiting like this. And then I knew I was like something. She's doing something rogue here. She went rogue. I was I was sitting there and I was I was thinking, okay, how exactly do I need to do the hello? I have no idea, but here <laughs> we are. Welcome to episode three point two. We talked about it last episode. We're really excited about this series we're going to be doing. It is a dating series in your twenties and your thirties. Like I said last time, we were supposed to only do two episodes of this, but because you guys were so amazing on Instagram and in our DMs, we even got emails. I haven't gotten an email from the pod email in like a minute. We have so much stuff from you guys that you really built this series for us. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, because some of these questions are incredible. I am so excited. Honestly, I, full disclosure, I'm going to talk about it. 2019 was just like... The shittiest year of dating I ever had. And then, of course, we went into a global pandemic. And everything Um, is fine. So, but I reflected on a lot of things that happened to me last year. And I learned a lot of lessons. And I was thinking, okay, I'm not the only person who has experienced this. There's no way. Yep. And I could... I could, t- I could warn people about what things could happen. I could talk about my past. And honestly... <laughs> my past, my, my yeah. prior life before Scott, as I say. And honestly, when we when we were discussing it, you know, dating mid-20s, and I mean, I don't know what it's like to date in your 30s, but dating now in this point of our lives yeah. is significantly different than what it was when we were in high school, early yep. college years. We've talked about these changes that go on. You have this big life change when you graduate college, even take dating out of it. You go through this shift of kind of feeling like a child, not really a child, to being a full-blown adult, and... It's a huge shift, whether you're going, you know, right into the workforce, you're going back to school for like your master's, or maybe you want to go into medicine, you're going into medical school or whatever that may be. And there's a lot of people who graduate like me and don't know what the fuck they're doing and doesn't have a job lined up. Like I did that and it's scary. And you go through this shift and not only do you shift in your personal life, you shift in your dating life, you change in what you want from somebody. Mm-hmm. Anybody who graduates in a relationship or enters their early 20s with a relationship, there's a lot of shifts that happen in that. And we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah. And we've touched a lot about the sexual aspects that come to it in a lot of different sex episodes, which if you haven't guessed it by now in the four-part series, this will be a part of the sex episode coming, coming soon, 3.5. But... <laughs> We haven't really talked about a lot of the questions that we talk about, not on the podcast, of, you know, am I too much for somebody? Is he into me as much as I'm into him? Is she who I want to be with for the rest of my life? Like, these really hard-hitting questions. Mm -hmm. So we love that you guys wrote these in because they were all shit we wanted to talk about, plus questions we never would have thought before. Oh, yeah. So if you don't hear your question in this episode, please don't worry because we're talking about everything that anybody submitted. Every question is going to 
be in the series. It will be answered. And I don't know if I will have the right answers, but I got an answer. We're at least going to try and answer you. We're going (laughs) to fucking try. So I think the best way to start this off, and I'm not going to do it like last episode where I waited till the end, it's What's Your Struggle? (laughs) Um, So Sabrina, tell me what is your dating struggle right now? I wouldn't say right now, but if I look at the common theme from the four horsemen of my dating apocalypse of last year, um, there was a common theme of just shitty communication. Either it was actions and words don't match, or it was giving a lot of communication and then just straight up disappearing out of nowhere because they didn't want to talk about an issue or, you know, it was completely hiding a whole half of their life. Or it was... Can't there wait was, to talk about that one. There was a simple problem that I wanted to resolve, and the person kept avoiding it every time I would ask to talk about it. And then mm. every time I would ask to talk about it, they would, like, ignore the text, and that would just make me more and more upset. And the problem ended up getting blown out of proportion. And... I'm sorry. I just, I think communication is important. As we said last episode, you got to deal with your shit right when it happens to you. You do. Because when you, you don't. can't put it off. When you don't, it builds up. And I'm, I'm going to get like real real with this. We don't know when our last day is going to be. We don't know when our friend's last day is going to be. And we can't leave anything left unsaid. We 100%. should not be doing that. There shouldn't should be, be anything we, left on the table. Mm-hmm. It should all be off. You should have talked about everything. You should have given it every last chance you could. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like the littlest thing, just saying, hey, this upset me. And the other person's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that upset you. I yeah. will do better to change the thing I did. Or the person's like, I don't understand why this upset you. And you can work on it. And then mm-hmm. you both grow and you become more emotionally mature and in this day and age of we can communicate with anybody any second there's really no reason why we shouldn't just be openly communicating with Mm -hmm. each other and Mm -hmm. we should be accepting of the communication as well yep 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 i'm 100 percent with you there my struggle has been a very different struggle and it's a more recent struggle So Scott recently moved to the same neighborhood as us, and I have now shifted from basically being in a long-distance relationship into being in a relationship with somebody actually in close proximity. You know, before when we were dating for the last two years, because this only happened a month ago, he lived by train an hour and a half away or by car 45 minutes to an hour. So we would always plan out when we want to see each other and would like build our schedules around when we could spend time with each other. And who I am functionality wise I am a planner I am a scheduler and I love that I don't do a lot of spontaneous things I need to more in my life I really really do but I don't and it's just the way that I function I need to have a plan of some sort it doesn't have to be completely tied up just like little things like today you know we're in the studio from 12 to 3 I built everything else around my day for that. The other day at work, I made sure I was building everything I could to be done with work at a certain time because stuff was going on for my birthday. It's just how I am. And so now we're doing things um, where we don't have to plan it. We don't have to schedule it. And it is so good to be a lot closer to him. Don't get me wrong, but it can be a little 
weird. Uh, the other day I went to go to CVS because I just needed to pick up stuff and I was picking up weird shit. I Shut up. You saw we... him at CVS, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, in my cart, I had like normal stuff. I needed to get like cottonelle wipes because I like the flushable wipes and I was getting wart remover because I have warts on my fingers right now and they're not going away. So I'm buying... <laughs> The stuff you freeze it with. I'm buying, like, salicylic acid. Like, my cart looks weird. And it's stuff that I do alone. I can... And I'm checking out. And, and <laughs> I look up. And he goes, Alyssa. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, what are you doing here? Because he only lives, like, a block away from the CVS. And I'm, like, three blocks away. But it was this moment. He's like, what you got in your cart? And I was like, it's some stuff. And I'm just Wait, covering were, it up. were you at the street one? Or the yeah, one? the one where I the why did he go to that one? I'm pretty sure there's a CVS he, a lot closer to him. On I'm 89. not. I'm. I'm gonna bleep oh, all you're gonna of have to these bleep things that out. One. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he lives right on, so it's just easier for him to walk to that CVS because it's ten times closer. You just revealed his address. I'm. You also did that because you revealed the the cross street. I'm gonna bleep well. it all yeah, out, go and there's all. gonna be a point here <laughs> where <laughs> the bleeps you heard from last time. There's gonna be a cutscene right here. <laughs> Hello. If you're listening to this part of the show, it means one of us missed out. Somebody said something they really shouldn't have said. It could have been our guest. It could have been us. But it just happened. And you know what? Shit happens, and we move on from it, and we learn from it, and that is why we have pre-recorded messages to bleep out anything that we don't want to say on this show. Because we know that we're going to mess up. I mess up all the time. On a regular basis. I, like, expect myself to mess up now because sometimes you just get so into a moment in a show and you just, like, you just go full force and then you're like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Well, anyways, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Anyways. Anyways. I I could could picture Scott coming around the corner and be like, I wasn't ready for it. What are you doing? And we're (laughs) around each other a lot more, which is great. We're getting to spend a lot more time together, but it's also me getting adjusted to spending more time together. We've been together for two years, and it's Mm -hmm. not that we don't know how to, but before, we talked about it last week, my alone time is changing and it's shifting, and I'm trying to figure out ways to still have my alone time, but also still spend time with the people that I want to spend time Mm -hmm. with, especially in this time. It's very, very, very limited. And he's obviously one of those people. And I need to make sure that I'm building in time for myself. And it's kind of put a little bit of a strain on us because he's like, why don't you want to come over? Why don't you want to be around? And I'm like, it's not that I don't want to be around, but I have my schedule. You know, Mm -hmm. some days I I do work until seven 30, eight o'clock at night. And all I want to do is eat dinner and go to bed. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't necessarily want to come over and stay over until 11 o'clock at night. And now the both of us, because we live so close to each other, we started taking walks and runs together every morning. We go Monday through Friday. We skip today because last night I drank way too much, but (laughs) different because it was my birthday and I was allowed to. Anyways, (laughs) we started doing that as a way we could see each other more and at least see each other once a day, but still have our time alone with each other after work. And doing our own thing. But it is definitely a big shift. And I don't know if anybody else has felt this way. But it's weird. And it's a good weird. Because I'm like, wow, we're learning so much more about each other. But in a very unusual circumstance. And so I'm trying to navigate spending more time with somebody. That beforehand, the only other place or time we would have spent more time together. Is if we would move in together. 
which is not happening anytime soon. I'm too terrified to live with a boy. I'm a clean Boys freak. I'm a clean freak. <laughs> I am not ready for that yet. And that is not me saying I want to move in with him just yet. Eventually, but not yet. My whole point being, there is this big shift going on between us. This is a really long rant of transitioning from being long distance to no longer long distance. And I have been like going through this weird thing of like, should I spend more time with him? Should I not? Like, what's normal? And I don't know what normal is because not only is it figuring this out, but it's in a pandemic where we're yeah. told we can't be around each other. Yeah. I think I think you're going to figure it out. And I think that this is going to actually be an absolutely wonderful thing for you guys because I've seen you when you don't get to see him. We and used to go. We at one point went three weeks without seeing each other because our schedules were so whack. Mm-hmm. And... I was gone one weekend, then he was gone, and then we couldn't get together during the week. And so in that yeah. regard, I agree, yes, it'll oh, be yeah. a lot better. And I, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that you're, you know, dependent on him or anything like that, but right. you you just you're happy when you see that see him, and it obviously makes sense. And of course I want you to be happy. So you you guys will find your own swing into things. I get it. It's yeah. It's I'm, a weird thing to go from long distance to uh being able to see the person a lot. I'm such an independent person too. Anybody mm-hmm. who knows me, like I can do, I love doing shit on my own. I love that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm learning to do things that I wouldn't normally do with someone, with someone. And some stuff is really cool. Like now I can go over, we can have dinner together at his place because he has a full kitchen and a dining room table and chairs. A dining room table and chairs. A oh dining my God. room table and chairs. And if, He's loaded. I'm just kidding. I, he got, the people who... We're moving out. They left all this furniture for him, so he got very lucky. But there's oh, all of a sudden lucky. space that we have to share things with. So it we're gonna get through the shift. It's it's just weird, and it's like learning our relationship all over again. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like we're starting back from the beginning again because we're learning how to be around each other more. Mm-hmm. And it, it's good. It's good, and it's been healthy. It's just like weird. I like I'm not gonna lie, it was weird he saw me buying wart remover for my fingers. Honestly, I think it's weird for you because you're not a very like attached person. Yeah. You're a very you have a very independent personality. Mm-hmm. Um where me when I was in a relationship with somebody and they lived close, you know, when we right. were at college, I was at their house almost every day. They were hanging out with me every day. Granted, I was also like 18, 19 years old and I was only in school, so I had right. that capability. But I would just I would be like, oh, they're they're nearby. I'm gonna go see them all the time. Yeah. So if that's what you're used to, that's great. Yeah. But I'm not used to that. I'm, and I'll get into it because I can't wait to answer some of these questions with uh, the ghosts from my past. Oh, um, I have so the many ghosts, ghosts of the ghosts of boyfriends, but not really boyfriends past. <laughs> um, I'm not used to spending so much time with a significant other. I'm used mm-hmm. to the distance. I am used to having our space or going one to two weeks without seeing each other. So Mm -hmm. now having to shift and we do see each other more and more every day and it's learning how to build that into our new normal is very different for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this drink, if you didn't hear last (laughs) episode for anybody listening, we want to start a drinking game and this will be on our YouTube and I'm going to say it because it will force me after today to finalize the YouTube channel and finalize the videos that I've been needing to. If you're watching, you have to take a drink every time this bitch over here named Sabrina says, um, or like. 
I'm trying really hard. We have water, so I'm going to drink water every time you do it. I'm trying really hard. And on that note, you know what? Let's just get into it. Let's I think it's time. It. Let's start answering some fucking questions. Uh, this first one I'm really excited about. It has a couple different parts to it, and I'm really ready to unpack it. How soon is too soon? And the different ways we're going to unpack this is how soon is it too soon to get involved with someone when you're not, when you know you're not ready, having sex with a partner, saying I love you, and moving in together. And I think the first one, the best one to start with is getting, how soon is too soon of getting involved with someone when you know you're not ready? Super, you want to go first, bitch? Super guilty Let's of go. this. Um, what's hard with these questions is that there really is no, I can't give you a set time for how long you need to heal before you get involved with somebody else because everybody is different and you have to go with what you're feeling. And sometimes you do have to just learn on your own to realize, okay, yeah, I actually can't do this. I yeah. dealt with this last summer. Um, I had matched with this person on Bumble before my brother had passed away. And, um, you know, I ended up meeting this person after he had died. And it was it was pretty soon. But I was like, I need to feel some type of normal. This very traumatic thing happened to me. Let me just go on this date with this person. Like, I really was right. not intending. You were avoiding dealing with some feelings. I was, I was avoiding deal dealing with. with some feelings. And I was using just going on a date with somebody a distraction. Now, my whole, you know game here was uh, well I wouldn't say game but I really I was not expecting to you know have any kind of like connection with this person and getting like I guess the butterflies like I did when I met them and I'm not going to undermine the fact that we really did have a good connection and you know maybe it could have been good but it was definitely too soon and I actually knew this and I actually told this how did person, how did you know it was too soon what was the moment for you well um, cause there's always that light bulb moment when you're like, wow, I shouldn't be doing this. No. So actually I went into it. It was, it was, it was after the first date and I was, I was saying, Hey, you know, I like you, but I just went through this really traumatic thing. I don't know how emotionally, you know, involatile I'm going to get right now. Um, and I don't want to hurt you. I was actually concerned that I was going to hurt this person because I felt like I was emotionally unstable and I should have went with my gut and kept my distance. This person was very nice. And I mean, it was, it was nice to have somebody be nice to me Mm -hmm. when my life just felt really sad. Yeah. So it felt good to get the attention, but I, I let myself give into the attention and I, caught feelings i don't know how real those feelings were you also pushed you i think something too because i was there during all of this you pushed away dealing with the situation yeah and you twisted it around in a different way and and i think that's why you caught feelings was the way you pushed away dealing with the loss of somebody and building feelings around someone that maybe not had been real feelings to begin with exactly and i also Literally a week before my brother died, I went through a very awful, I guess we'll call it a breakup. But of course, you know, in this day and age of dating, 
they're doing all the things that a boyfriend would do, but you guys aren't boyfriend and girlfriend. You're but not you in ain't a in a relationship. So, mm. you know, I'd, I'd broken it off with this person, and it was a very bad uh, breaking off. My brother died, and then, you know, this person came into my life. So it was a good – it was, it was good because it gave me some – I don't want to call it false happiness, but it did give me some, like, I guess, fun stuff to do when I... It was a distraction. I mean, it literally was a distraction. I won't lie. I think I needed that distraction because I'm the type of person I cannot deal with things as soon as they happen. I need time to process everything. Right. But I think and the theme is, like, when you think it's a distraction, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. So, definitely... As as you heard me say, I told this person, you know, this just happened to me. I don't think this is a good idea. And you should always go with your gut. And this person can be really nice and really great and say, oh, like, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. You can trust me. Mm-hmm. But honestly, and this is, this is a really, I guess, dark thing to say, everybody's going to hurt you. Everybody's going to disappoint you because whenever you set up expectations or you any any kind of expectation hurt is going to happen in hurt, our life hurt is regardless gonna happen because nobody is nobody's going to meet all the expectations so right. that that hurt is going to something gonna i think something to recognize with this is also when it happens to you because i've been in a situation when someone was like telling me um i have all this shit going on in my life and it may be too soon for me to get involved with you but i really like you I should have taken that as a sign of, like, this dude is really emotionally unstable. I should not try and move forward with this. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's important on both sides, right? You know, if you know yourself, you're not ready for something. And if the other person has admitted to you, I'm not ready for something, but I like you, run away. Get away from that situation. Just go. It's not right. And it it does more damage than it Mm -hmm. will good. And I think to your point of distraction, the one thing I will say is if you are – because I've been in this situation before where I jumped out of a relationship and thought I was ready to jump right back in one, I wasn't because I had a moment where I was thinking about the old partner with the new partner. And when you do that, that's a huge sign of like you are not ready. You have to really sit and analyze yourself and sit with your thoughts and say, okay, can I – give myself to this person right now am i good enough to i wouldn't say good enough. well not good enough i I don't think it's a good enough because that sets a bad image am i okay enough to give love to this person or affection or whatever because you know it's being selfless am i am i ready to be selfless selfless and am i able to accept care from this other person as well because a part of Mm -hmm. you know moving on and you know an ending of a quote relationship whatever terms are weird these days um right you know there's sometimes like a loss of trust you were involved with this person and they just disappeared and you're like what so you have to you have to say okay am i am i okay enough to get possibly hurt again you yeah, know? I think I think it's I think it's two things. I think it's am I ready to be selfless and really put the needs of somebody else before my own when I mm-hmm. want to put my needs first, but because I, you know, am ready to be in a relationship, that's what you do. And am I ready to trust somebody mm-hmm. 
And if you have any hesitation at all with those questions, even if you hesitate and then say yes, don't do it. There's no right number of days or months or weeks or years as to determine how soon is too soon. But if you have any hesitation in answering, am I ready to be selfless? And am I ready to trust somebody? It's way too soon for you to get involved with someone. And it's time for you to take care of you. And once you take Mm -hmm. care of you, get right back in there. Exactly. Um, moving on to the next one. How soon is it too soon to have sex with a partner? Ha! <laughs> I think it is never too soon. <laughs> See, I'm that bitch that slept with people on the first date, and I wholeheartedly I'm believe guilty of it too. It's okay. You know, I think there's a lot of stigma about it, and I don't think there should be. I am a person. I will say it in every sex episode. Never be ashamed for your sexuality and never be ashamed for being attracted to somebody and wanting to do different things with them and explore it with them. I, I, yeah, I was, I was going to say that I feel like this question has a lot to do with just stigmas in the way that sex is seen in society. Yeah. And if, if you want to have sex, we are human beings. Everybody has Everybody's got needs. It's a part of just our human nature. I will and talk about it on the sex episode, and I will talk about my hoe phase when I was a hoe and my number count racked itself up mm-hmm. because that's what I wanted to do at that time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is more of an issue with women than it is with mm-hmm. men. And I'm not trying to shit on men, but women have a lot of a double-edged sword in this society. And I was watching that episode of How I Met Your Mother. It's the metaphor with the key and the lock. No, I was I was watching that episode of How I Met Your Mother. It was the naked man episode. Oh, yeah. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Robin slept with a guy pretty much because he was naked. And she was like, why not? And when she told her guy friends that, they immediately called her a slut. But if they would have done it, like if Barney would have, you know, gotten laid mm-hmm. because he was naked, they would have high-fived him for it. Yeah. It's a lovely double-edged sword that we have in this society, ladies. And honestly, it's about time you own your sexuality. So you have sex when you want to have sex because at the end of the day, yeah. we are the ones that create life. In I us. will we say are the ones that I control. will say um <laughs> if you are in a relationship because I got this question in a DM Um, And I didn't really build an outline, but I will say it now. The question was, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you have been dating for three to four months and you haven't had sex, should there be any concern? I don't I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say no, because it's all about your own comfort level. But if you're ready to have sex with your partner. Right. And you've been seeing them for a little bit. You really like them. You want to take it to that physical level and they're not ready. Mm -hmm. That's a sign. Maybe you shouldn't be with them. You the way I view relationships in those early stages is like it's easy. It's fun. And it's not a lot of work and it shouldn't be a lot of work. And you should want to have fun and exploring each other's Mm -hmm. bodies and exploring your sexuality with someone. So I think I think to answer the question, how soon is it? How soon is too soon to have sex with somebody? I think it's never too soon. I mm-hmm. think it's so important to know if you connect with somebody physically. However, if it's taking you a long time to have that physical connection with somebody, there are two things you need to do. Unpack the reason of why. Is it a me issue, me issue or is it a them issue? If it's a you mm-hmm. issue, maybe you need to take a few steps back and, and, could... and start to think about what you want to be and who you want to be as a sexual being. I could, I could see, you know, why that person might be waiting so long, the the partner, not the person who asked the question, because I have seen cases before where people are saying, you know, I I just, I like to wait to have 
sex with the person. I've just had issues before. Yeah. We're having sex too soon really ruined things in there. Oh, yeah. I want to recognize that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying just, like, go and have sex if you're not comfortable with it. Sex is the th- a thing where you want to be 100% comfortable with mm-hmm. it and only you can dictate that and if your partner thinks that you guys aren't having sex enough or if you haven't if you think um you know your partner comes to you and says why haven't we had sex they can go fuck themselves like no they shouldn't you shouldn't have to have that and clearly that's the wrong person for you mm-hmm. wow i went in on you it. you went into it but no i th- this is good to have this conversation um just because you know we are women i know we're not really speaking for the men right now and i'm sorry i don't guys. give a fuck i'm I sorry don't. guys that most people want to hear from women anyways it's and it's because women actually we are very sexual beings we just have to hide it in our society i'm not saying that all women are super sexual just like not all men are super sexual but and that's fine the point is sex is a very intimate and a very personal thing and you deserve to be comfortable when you do it and you deserve to have a good connection with the person that you're doing it with i think it should never feel too soon if you're comfortable with it if you want to have sex go and have sex go have some fucking fun go get freaky go get weird. honestly low-key if you're able to have sex right now freaking do it like you are lucky yeah you found it Right now, trying to do that is like... I think <laughs> if you... if Here's here's the real answer. If you have to ask yourself the question, is it too soon to have sex? Then yes, it is too soon. It doesn't matter at what stage you are in a relationship with somebody or talking to somebody or whatever it may be. If you have to ask this question, it mm-hmm. is too soon. And you shouldn't have to have the question of, is it too soon for me to have sex with them? No. No, it shouldn't be. It's why I would sleep with guys on the first date because I didn't care. Because it was never too soon for me. It was just who I was. And if you feel comfortable doing that, do that. If it takes you a few dates, take a few dates. If Mm -hmm. it takes you a month or two, that's okay too. Like even longer than that. Like you have to be comfortable with it. And if you have to ask yourself that question, you know it's too soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one. How soon is it too soon to say I love you? I am not the best person to ask this. <laughs> I think there's a really good theory to talk about here also from How I Met Your Mother, the cute factor of like, it's, again, very similar to the last one. It's not too soon if you and the other person are on the same page. I will say if you say I love you within the first two months, that is too soon. You don't know them well enough yet. You barely know each other. I know you've done this before. I'm, smi- I'm sitting here smiling because I'm thinking about, I mean, I also did this when I was younger i have not actually been in a because yes i did say that 2019 was a dating apocalypse but i was not in any actual relationship with anybody i didn't call anybody my boyfriend or anything like that the last time i had you know boyfriend i got with him when i was you know early 20s i was Mm -hmm. young so um you know and i was spending every day with this person so you know only two weeks into dating I was like, I love you, but I mean, oh man, I felt it. I felt it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I am a person. I do not believe in love at first sight. I do believe in lust at first sight, but love at first sight is like, 
I, and I've talked to a lot of different people about it. I've talked to sex therapists about it too. Mm-hmm. Love at first sight is not necessarily real. It's a very physical attraction. And a lot of people can feel love at first sight because they're so physically attracted to somebody. And it makes it even better if you guys are very similar humans and it's the type of person that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That so, I mean, that that makes sense. I, you know, I had two experiences with it where there was an experience. I did say it way too late in the game. And then I also kind of said it um, with Scott a little earlier than maybe I wanted to. Uh, Scott and I met May 2018. And in September, I told him that I loved him because I it felt right. It felt right. And that's that's what it should be. It should feel right. And here's the thing. Love feels different at different ages. It makes sense. Yep. When you're younger, you're just so much more open to it. And honestly, yeah, I know I definitely jumped the gun telling that person that I love them. Um, but, I mean, it's not to say that I didn't love them at all. Like, I really did love that it's person. It's a different it was just, kind of love. It, it's a it, different kind of love. Yes. It changed from what it was when we when I originally said I love you if mm-hmm. that made sense and maybe when it did change it actually did become yeah. like that and love. I think I think there are some situations I think they're rare when you do say it very early on in like a month or two of dating and because you and that person just work so well together you're so similar yeah. you're on the same page you can run with it and it works for you but for the majority of people this question applies to Somebody will say, I love you. You don't feel the same way back. It's weird. You end it and then you're done. You're like, what the fuck did I do? Because I did love them. And it's not to say you didn't love them. Um, It may just have been not the right relationship for you. Mm -hmm. So saying I love you, it should feel right. Um, And make sure you give yourself enough time to get to know that person. Yes. Because love can change at any point in time. But I personally, and this is my personal opinion, think it's important to understand who a person is before you really go through those things of oh my god i think i love him i think i really love him and mm-hmm. or her like it's in both sides um you know you really want to know who that person is mm-hmm. you got you don't need to know them inside and out but you do need to know them well enough of like i am ready to be so selfless and give myself to this person like mm-hmm. give myself to them and i want to i want them to give themselves to me as well Mm -hmm. yes exactly because if you are going to send love out into the world you deserve to get love back Mm -hmm. so there you go yeah you just you just kind of go with go with how it uh the (laughs) last part of this question is how soon is it how soon is too soon to move in together i think there are times when it can be too soon i i definitely do i remember seeing I'm not going to mention names. There was a couple who we both knew. They started talking about moving in with each other after six months and then did move in together six months later. Oh, they agreed to do that less than six months. All right. So less than six months. It was it was very soon. I knew that was who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that and I was like, ooh, no. Red flag. Boop, boop, boop. Red flag. Like something doesn't seem right here. It was, yeah. It was. And then (laughs) they definitely broke up like a year later. I think. I am a person who takes moving in together very seriously because that means you are ready to show the side of you that you would never show anybody else. Oh, yeah. There are things you do when you live alone or live with your roommates that, like, I have habits. I'm not ready to show Scott. Okay, I will talk about one. I do this thing where after the shower, I like to moisturize my body. I like to put lotion on. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but I stand in my room naked and I do it and I have to sit there for like five to six minutes to let the lotion dry because it has 
um, a self-tanner in it as well. And I can't just put clothes on right away. So I have to sit there. I'm going to give you a little tip. I really do not think your boyfriend would be mad if he That's just got fine. to no, no, see no. you sitting I know, there but naked. Like, it's I'm something, just saying. No, I know that. But it's something that like I'm not ready to share yet. Yeah. And you have to think about those little things that you're not ready to share with somebody else. Because when... Because also, too, you're starting to spend a lot more time with that person. And, you know, are you ready to spend that much time with that person? Because when you are with somebody all the time, the dynamic of the relationship, whatever kind of relationship it is, all the weird shit that they do by themselves and vice versa. And you have to be ready to see that shit. And if you're ready for it and it's early on and you feel right about it, go for it. But I do think you need to give it some time. Like, generally speaking moving in with somebody to me me personally means i'm considering them to be my life partner i'm considering them as like the person i want to spend my life with and i want them to see their ins and outs and that's why i haven't lived with a significant other yeah because a lot of them i haven't felt ready yet uh in my current one i do feel like that is going Mm -hmm. that direction and it is going to happen sometime soon and we've had conversations about it Mm -hmm. But obviously our biggest thing is like we have to be fully ready for it and we're not fully ready for it right now. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's you, okay. You got to be fully ready for it because, yes, it's a big decision. But also, you know, both of your names are going to be on a lease, like a legal yeah. contract. Oh, yeah. You are going to be oh paying money. This, this is a very big serious decision i will when bleep you out, do move in somewhere i will bleep out a couple of these names but i'm only saying them now because you will have to remember who this is so you remember when she was talking to yeah okay was still living with his current i do remember that at the yeah. partner he was trying to go out and date somebody else but they broke up and at the time they broke up they were only in their lease for two months and so guess what happened they stayed living together because they had a lease together and they lived together for another eight months before they broke the lease and you have to be ready for those situations mm-hmm. of... I've heard of plenty of situations like that where they moved in together and then they broke up and they had like six months left on the lease and they had what to do you stay do? there. What do you do? Well, I mean, anywhere else in the world, I think people can break leases a lot easier. New in New York, York leases, it's, it's law. It is a contract You are law. stuck there for as long as the contract is there. I think, okay, so to answer this question, because we only have about 15 minutes left um, before we have to end this episode, I think it is way too soon in the first year. I wholeheartedly think you should wait at least a year. Get to know somebody. Make sure you're on the same page. I would agree to that now, being at this age. But I could also see, because we have people who are a little bit older. They're at a different point in their life. They meet somebody. They're engaged in under I stay a year, firm. I stay firm. In and this, they move in together. I stay firm in this belief. I, I truly believe you have to take, you have to give time to know. And maybe your difference of time is different. But for me, it takes at least a year. No, I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen it all over the spectrum when people have decided to um, live together. You got to be ready to see this person all the time, deal with them all the time. You're going Good, to see bad, ugly, gross parts of them. They're going to see gross habits that you yep. do. And also too, you know, you're going to be signing a contract. You got to be ready to sign this contract. That's a big commitment. You are stuck for at least a year. And you got to ask yourself, do I see myself 
lasting with this person for at least another year. Yep. Am I going to be okay you, with this? You have a big commitment to make. And I think the reason we're giving it so much more severity is because, like we said, New York leases our contract law. Mm-hmm. Other places, it's very different. But I think the general rule of thumb is make sure you give yourself enough time to fully get to know someone, to fully know who you think they are. And then when you move in together, there are still surprises, but you know who this person is mm-hmm. at a really, really, really good level. For me personally, that takes at least a year. I will mm-hmm. not live with somebody unless I've known them for at least a full year because I need to see them on a full end of the spectrum in all mm-hmm. of the seasons. I need to see who they are. Overall, a common theme for all of these questions, how soon is too soon? You know, we can sit here and we can give you time frames. Like I said before, but with the common theme of the answer that we've been giving is you got to go with how you're feeling because we're mm-hmm. not you. Yep. You are you and you have to live with you and your decisions. So, yep. you know, sit with yourself, talk with yourself, and then you'll know. And if you think it's too soon, then it's too soon. If you have to ask or say to yourself, this might be a little too soon, it is way too soon. Honestly, go with your gut. That that's one of the best things you you can do for yourself is just go with. Your it gut is good feeling. to take risks and go for it, but if you literally tell yourself, "I think this may be too soon," then mm-hmm. it's too soon. We only have ten minutes left before we have to stop this episode, so I want to get through all these, and we might need to push a couple of these questions to three point three. That's um, okay. Pick a question, bitch. Pick a question. Well, we got a lot. We, we got can, a lot. We can do a short one. Let's do a short one. Um. Wait a second. This isn't a question. It's just, it just says dating in quarantine. Is that is that supposed to be the a question? There is, should it happen or no? Should should you date in quarantine? Oh, I see it now. Um, okay. So here's the deal, guys. Um, with this virus, we are still figuring it out. It is a novel virus, and you know we're trying to prevent it from spreading. So just be smart. Just be smart about your dating. You are literally risking, I wouldn't say you're literally risking your life, but you I, are taking a lot more of a risk than what you were before. And, and were also too, you got to keep in mind the state that you're at. Virtual dating, I'm all for. I know people who have been doing virtual mm-hmm. FaceTime dates. And there was that thing on TikTok, that dude who he met a girl on his roof. He like had a drone and sent her notes and then they were texting and then he got to send dinner to her so they could have the same meal together. Like, that shit's cute. I mm-hmm. think that's okay. And that that can be absolutely wonderful because it takes out any type of possible physical stuff happening, which I'm not saying that physical stuff happening is a bad thing, but it definitely separates the two. This forces the person to really, yeah. you know, you, you get to know each other, which is something that... Uh, <clears throat> I feel like isn't happening as much in regular dating anymore. People aren't getting it to doesn't. know each other enough. So, and I th- think just the whole theme of it is be smart. Yes. And if it doesn't feel right, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. If you feel like going out on a date, like a physical date, if you are in a state where that is allowed, make mm-hmm. sure to just be really smart about it and think, is this the best thing for me to do? Mm-hmm. And if you think it is, go for it. Ask the questions you got to ask, but my two cents is I don't think people should do any physical dating. If you're going to do it, do it virtually. I mean, the Zoom, the Zoom, uh, FaceTime, whatever, can actually be really nice because you can be on this date with this person and 
You could put on makeup. I mean, there's some about there's Netflix makeup watch party where you can you, you feel good about you know getting yourself kind of dressed up, and yeah. honestly, you can just have the top half of you dressed up. You can yep. be wearing sweatpants on your date. Netflix and, and Hulu have watch parties, so you guys yeah. can watch something together, and you're comfortable in your own home. This can be a very comfortable experience because sometimes first dates with people can be very nerve wracking and scary. Yeah, and you know what? Oh, I hate first if, dates. If I you hate them. if you got uncomfortable, you can just click a button and leave. and be done with it you know? and you're already home and you don't got to do anything else now you should also be wary because what i have found is that fuck boys still do exist in quarantine i don't know i you know what i'm also not surprised that this has happened so uh i'm not i'm not really trying to date anybody right now i'm very displaced i guess you could say so but of course i'm still on the apps because i'm sorry it's a very big confidence boost if somebody likes my profile you know in this time right now where not everybody's feeling too great about themselves. So it feels good to know, like, oh, this person thinks I'm attractive, okay? Mm-hmm. I know. It's 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 not the not the best thing. But no, so I think it, I it, think it feels good, but I you know, I've I've matched with people and I've talked with some people because I mean sometimes you you never know. And it's you okay never know. to talk to people. So, I just think the overwhelming theme is please be smart. Don't do something that puts yourself at risk and don't do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Virtual so, dates, I think, are a hundred percent okay definitely go with them what <laughs> we literally have five minutes left. i know i was i was just gonna make a point make um, the point so the the thing that happened to me is i was talking to this person and we were having a good conversation we were maybe only talking for a couple days and he was like oh i wonder what zoom sex is like what yeah so i guess the fuck boys are coming out full force and are like wanting to video sex now if you like doing that you know all power to you I have some trust issues. I don't trust people that they won't screenshot things mm, or anything like that. Mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, to do something like that, it to have video sex with somebody can be a very, very, very intimate experience. And yeah, you're really vulnerable. So if, 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 if you're talking to somebody and they just immediately go to that, do not feel like you have to do it because we're in a pandemic. If you don't want to do it, just write this boy off because you know exactly what this would have been if you guys would have met in the real world. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. So. If yeah. you're not comfortable with it, man, just don't do it. End it and be done with it. It's okay to take a pause on dating. And if you want to date, like we said, just be smart about it. Do mm-hmm. virtual. Make sure to take the precautions you're doing. Um, but definitely get out there if you're ready. There are other people who are ready to. Mm-hmm. We have time for one more question Ooh. before we have to end this week's episode. So I will pick this one. I want to do this one question, but it's going to take a while. Um, I will try and sum up this question answer as best as I can. But what was the worst relationship you stayed in and why did you stay in it? I will go first because I can quickly talk about it. (laughs) I've learned how to sum up this person. I was in college. I was at Ohio State and I met this guy right when I moved. We immediately started uh, seeing each other. But I should have picked up on the signs that it wasn't a real relationship. We never we are we had one date where we went out to a restaurant, but every other date we had would just be us, me going to his place. We would just chill. We would order food and just watch a lot of Netflix or just drink, um, and do a lot of dumb shit. And I remember he asked me to be his girlfriend, and I was like, "Yes, oh my god, let's do it." I thought things would change. They never changed. He never put me first. He was super manipulative. He didn't give two fucks about me. There was actually a point during our relationship. I had to go home for something in February. 
oddly enough, his grandparents lived in the same hometown as, as mine in Fort Myers. And we were both going to be there. And I really wanted him to meet my mom. I wanted him to go to lunch with me and my mom so bad and he wouldn't go. And I was like, maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe he'll come and meet my family. Like, I really just want him to meet at least my mom in a very, like, non-pressure setting. And when we got down there, he, like, didn't. We went to go to lunch and he didn't show up. And then that same night, I was out at the bars with my friends from home, and he came to, like, apologize and whatever, and I was like, no, you're fucking trashed. You met me at a bar to... You're trash. <laughs> you're trashed, and you are trash. Oh. <laughs> and it, I literally told him that. It was a situation where he wanted to control how much we saw each other, when we saw each other, and where we saw each other, and because I was so young and dumb and vulnerable and just really wanted to love somebody and have them love me back, I stayed in it because I thought I could change him. I stayed with him because I really thought I could be the one to change him. And when I wasn't and when he started dating some other bitch, even though she's not a bitch to me at the time it was. And it was heartbreaking to think like, oh, I wasn't good enough. But it wasn't a matter of I wasn't good enough. It was a matter of he wasn't ready to give himself to somebody. He was ready to take from someone, but he wasn't ready to give. And it truly was, like, one of the worst relationships I was ever in. I'm not even going into scale of it because of time. Um, but he's a piece of trash. And I hope he's still trash. Um, so mine, like you, was not a relationship. I wanted it to be. I will admit that to myself. I did want it to be. That's, like, the overarching theme. Like, you always want it to be a real relationship. It was somebody who I... I had wanted so badly that maybe just because I wanted them so badly that made me stick around. And, you know, this was somebody who didn't talk to me all the time. I, you know, I sit here and I wonder like why I was so infatuated with him for so long. And, you know, he, he really did break my heart because I did admit feelings to him and he pushed me to the side. And yet still when he wanted me again, I just, blindly went to him and because he was ready on his time not he, your time because he was ready on his time and it's okay because i learned uh, real soon after that that it was not good i mean in the end i was somebody that he used for sex if we're going to be realistic about it he used me for sex he used me for whatever thing he needed fulfilled because you know, I, f I found out not too long after that that he was actually in a serious relationship with somebody that I knew, but they were keeping it quiet. And then he was also sleeping with somebody else that I also knew. So not only did this person cheat on their girlfriend, you know, he was keeping it in the same group, mm. you know. Fuck which, this dude. It, I, like, it was, hate him. It was I'm bad. so silent because I hate this motherfucker. And when I, when I, I confronted him this. about it, of course he went, oh, we're not in a relationship, but you bet your ass, ladies, that I went to that girlfriend and I told her that he was a piece of shit and he was sleeping mm -hmm. with all these other people. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did, bitch, because we bitches got to stick together. Girl code, baby. And it's the overarching theme, I think, between the both of us. We had a very similar situation where all we wanted to do was love this person mm -hmm. because we saw so much good in them and we wanted them yes. so bad. We saw them so well that we were so blind to all of the red flags. When oh, yeah. I sit here and I think about oh, yeah. it, there were so many red flags. You were giving me so many red flags. And I was like, no, no, no. And sometimes 
Sometimes you have to learn. Sometimes you do have to get That's your heart broken. That's how a lot of uh, times it is when people stay in a toxic relationship is because they know the good in that person. Mm-hmm. And even when shit gets bad, they're like, I know that good is in there and I'm going to stick around for it because they give me love in some way that makes me feel fulfilled, but it's not really love. Mm-hmm. And it can take a long time to realize that. And it usually, there's a tipping point moment that it takes. Um, for everybody and sometimes it can take people years to figure out that tipping point and all you can do as a friend is be there because I will say when you are in these relationships it is really really important to have your Mm -hmm. your team your your tribe it is really important to have somebody there with you even if they don't support the relationship they're there to support you and make sure to not push those people away in your Mm -hmm. life because I have lost some friends from being in toxic relationships on both ends where I was in the toxic relationship and I pushed my friends away because they didn't support the relationship, but they supported me and vice versa. I thought I needed to support the relationship of my friends and I ended up losing the friend because of it. Mm -hmm. And that is also super shitty. I know that when I was, you know, being involved with this person that I, you know, you saw me change as a person and I, you know, I still feel so bad for how I changed and I will never let myself have that happen again and let some outside force affect our friendship. I will never let that happen again. The moment you need to leave is the moment you see yourself changing. Mm -hmm. Do not question it. Do not think it is temporary because you should never have to change everything about who you are for somebody else, for them to love you. That's not how love works. Love is somebody loving every part of you, every single aspect of you, not just one or two or three things. They love everything of who you are and you can fully be yourself. Do you change in relationships? Yeah, because we change with time. We change with age. We change with our life stages. But you should change for the better. You should grow together. You should love together and your tribe will stay with you. It's a a popular thing in really good love songs is that you know, you brought out a part of me that I've never seen before and I can't believe that you make me this good person. And that's that's usually an underlying theme in a lot of romance songs. Yeah. And, and that holds a, true. That's a good thing. Um, so I think to answer the reason why I stayed in that really bad relationship was I thought I could change him. I thought that I could be the one to change that person. And I know for you, I, I thought was with that, that eventually this person was going to choose me. I thought eventually I was going to get chosen and it took me finally realizing I'm really not going to be chosen here and I need to go because mm-hmm. this is this is not worth it anymore. Yep. 100%. Well, on that note, I don't want to cut this short, but we have the next dating series coming up next week in 3.3. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for your questions. Um, questions we didn't get to today, we're going to get to in the next episode So stay tuned. Once again, guys, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 3.3. Woohoo! Keeping it together. I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going under. Stop the.